Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 108. Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft coming to you with a very special uh, podcast episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. We're doing something different a little bit this week. Um, we had so much initial reaction come in after the season finale of Lost. So much voice feedback that I just couldn't bear dumping half of it and only fitting two or three or four uh, comments in the show. So what I've done is I have compiled a whole list of audio feedback that's recently come in regarding uh, the season finale of Lost for season three. And so what you are about to hear are simply voicemails back to back. Uh, You won't hear Stephanie and I comment on them. However, I will be taking notes on the audio comments that come in, and those will be great topics of conversation for tomorrow night's live show. Uh, If you happen to be listening to this on Friday... May 25th, that will be this evening's podcast, we'll be recording live over at TalkShoe.com. If you want to learn how you can participate at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time, GMT-5, for the very last live show that's going to be as far as scheduled already anyway, uh, then you would definitely want to come and participate with us at uh, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time, GMT-5, to learn how you can participate, go to gspn.tv slash live. Again, that's gspn.tv slash live. Now, before we do get started and start uh, flowing with all this listener feedback, I do want to let you know Stephanie and I just went out and purchased a uh, very nice hard drive-based um, video camera. So that can only mean that during the summer there might happen to be some sort of video podcast in the future. So keep your eyes out open for that. And uh, I don't want to promise anything right away. I really have no idea what I'm going to do with it yet. But I am certain that with such a new toy, I will be playing around with it and uh, certainly will be releasing some video stuff. So anyway, thanks for listening to this uh, special episode and I hope to see you on uh, our live podcast this evening, if it's Friday or Actually, technically, it's Thursday when I record this, so tomorrow evening. Anyway, I think you get the idea. So here's our listener feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Yeah, this is Tennessee Smart Fan calling from Nashville. And I just had a random thought. It doesn't really have to do with the finale, at least not that I know of, having not seen it yet. But we never really found out why Kate's wrists were so bruised and looked like uh, torn up after meeting with Ben. And now that we're later in the season and we know that they wanted to run pregnancy tests on her, 
is there some kind of bizarre chance that when she was with Ben, she might have been either... She obviously had to struggle for some reason in those handcuffs. Was she either shot with a fertility drug that she didn't want to uh, want to take or, worst-case scenario, raped by either Ben or one of the other others? And in that case, would that have any impetus to her sexual escapades with Sawyer? I don't know if that all ties in or in a really weird way, but for some reason we never found out what happened to Kate. That's one of the unsolved mysteries. And so seeing what has evolved the rest of the series this year, I'm wondering if uh, we can start to put that puzzle together. But anyway, that's all for now. Looking forward to the finale. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is April from Nashville. I just wanted to call in with a suggestion for what you could podcast about during the last hiatus. I thought it would be interesting to have an in-depth character analysis on different characters every couple of weeks. You could talk about all their flashbacks in one episode and important things that have happened to them while they've been on the island. And also, um, I thought it would be cool to list all the characters that show up in each of their flashbacks to see if we could maybe collectively as a group come up with some new ideas on how everyone is connected. Just wanted to pass that along. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne from the Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast in Southern California. And holy crud! Holy crud! Holy crud! Holy crud! I haven't even seen the episode yet because I'm here in California and I don't have the East Coast feed, so it's still six hours away. However, I just saw the preview again, and just based on that alone, holy crud, holy crud, it's going to be great. Hello, this is Pete from sunny California, uh, and I'm calling about our the great show that we just got done watching, and there were some things that just sort of struck me that were interesting about it. One is on the flash forwards, if you catch it, uh, Jack's uh, dad is alive and the administrator of the hospital or or someone important in the hospital because if you listen to Jack, he mentions go and get, a, get my dad. And the other thing is uh, I don't think that uh, Kate is on the run. And so what I'm starting to think is that what Jack and Kate at least, uh, and the others that got away from the island have ended up doing is, is that they're in a sort of an alternate reality where certain things didn't happen. Um, it just it was a little bit freaky, and I was thinking that that's probably the reason why Jack is having such a hard time and wants to get back to the island. And this was a great podcast uh, that you had, and just uh, love your show. Hey guys, what's up? It's Ryan from Idaho. Um, I've just started listening to your your initial reaction, and I'm only about four minutes into it. And I have one one um, problem with the show. I mean, well, obviously the show was perfect last night. I thought it was terrific. But one thing that I was wondering about was when um, Jack was arguing with the chief um, surgeon in the hallway, he asked him to go find his dad and see who's drunker or who's more drunk, whatever that pr- pronunciation is. Um, I thought his 
dead was dead, so maybe he's not dead, or it's not a flash forward. So maybe you guys can maybe you said it in the you know remaining twenty two minutes I have left in the podcast. But um, I just thought that was interesting. I'm sure I'll watch it again and find some other things. But um, anyway, I just thought I'd throw it out. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Michelle from Texas. I'm calling about the uh, season finale of Lost through the Looking Glass. I thought it was a very worthy episode. I did think throughout the whole thing that the Jack flashback, I was a little tired, and I was thinking we've heard this about Jack, this is nothing new, and there were a few little kind of clues, like the cell phone he was using seemed awfully new, and the fact there was a new guy that was chief of surgery. So I thought the very ending, the reveal with Kate was interesting. So do you all think that maybe that was a dream? Is that really a future um, flash that we're seeing. And then my other comment was on the island. Did you all feel like it had a good suspense, slight resolution for some issues? Do you feel like Locke is now really the main island guru and Ben will kind of um, stumble from his position? Do you think the other others will now be led by Richard and they will, you know, maybe change sides or change their mission? Anyway, I thought it was a great episode. I look forward to your uh, feedback and your podcast. And, uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, Cliff and Steph. It's Neil in New York. I wanted to briefly comment on last night's phenomenal season finale to The Looking Glass. Firstly, I thought the Jim Morrison look for uh, Jack, the LA woman slash Jim Morrison look, was great, like really good. Um, secondly, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that the creators and writers get to eat their cake and, and have it also when they killed off three characters and then all of a sudden bring them back to life. I was thinking for a second there uh, that that was the snake in the mailbox um, and was genuinely relieved. I think I could hear an audible sigh of relief across the Lost Nation when that was not the case. Um, I'm sure there are others out there uh, would be interested to hear if they share my opinions on this. I think it's Ben that's in the coffin and that Jack now knows he's made a terrible mistake and he needs to go back and fix this. He will perhaps rejoin Locke and fight the nefarious and genuinely evil people that are now holding the island hostage for their own means. Not that Ben was a good person. I'm not saying that he was good, but um, I think uh, there's some gray, some of these shades of gray there. Um, I would like to also thank you for all your work this season. Thank you so much, both of you. You take so much time, and uh, I know that you obviously do it and love it and enjoy it, but uh, I can't tell you how much uh, I certainly enjoy listening to your podcast, and obviously um, many, many other people do also. So please accept my personal thanks, and uh, I think what I'm going to do is go back and listen to all of them, and uh, it'll be interesting to, to see, or rather to hear, how it evolves over uh, the hundred and I think seven, is that right? Hundred and seven episodes. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Ash from ATL. Wow, what an amazing episode last night! Uh, it was absolutely incredible. Just got a couple of things that I wanted to mention. One was that uh, you know there have been some discussions on why did Jack want to go back to the island and what's the reason behind it. But I think that the episode shows that going back home to L.A. really wasn't that great of an idea. I mean, there's nothing there for Jack. He's drunk. He's 
taken pills. Uh, he's no longer a surgeon. His wife left him. And I think that the the episodes was the the flash forwards were like so driven uh, into that because he wanted to show how he has nothing. So he fought so hard to leave the place where he found love, friendship, and meaning to go back to a life in L.A. that has absolutely nothing. Um, and I think Ben put it best when he asked Jack, what are you hard, fighting so hard to go back to? There's nothing home for you. So that's just, just my thinking about that. A couple of other things. Uh, Penelope, um, I think that what happened when when uh, Charlie turned off the, the jamming thing, um, that sent a, a allowed a, a signal to come through, but I think it was Charles Woodmore that was trying to contact the island. I think that Ben is actually working for Charles Woodmore, and uh, he was trying to contact the island for a long time, but he wasn't able to. And I think that the that Penelope happened to be in his office or something like that at the time that the phone call passed through because she, she didn't know what that, that was and what was going on. And I think that maybe either Charles Woodmore died or something happened where she is getting contact and information about um, this dealing that her dad has. And I think that that's why Ben was building a runaway and, runway. And I also think that uh, he is being funded by Charles Woodmore. So that's, that's my theory on that. Uh, the other thing is Walt. I think that Walt has the capability of traveling uh, to places at different times. So he might have come back from 2007 where Jack lives, the world that Jack lives, to the island to tell um, Locke that he needs to get up and go, or he is dead and Locke saw him. And that's one thing I wanted to mention because Locke saw already two people who were either dead or were about to die, which were uh, Echo when he was injured and he was really dying, and um, also Boone. So maybe um, Locke can see dead people like Ban, and, and that's why he heard Jacob, and that's why he saw Walt. Sorry for the long message and throwing so many details there, but uh, wow, what an amazing show. Uh Okay, guys, I hope to hear your podcast on Friday. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Tennessee Smart Fan calling after the Lost finale. Uh, For this particular finale, I decided to get totally into and saw every spoiler, read every spoiler that I could. And I I think I'm not going to do that next year, but it did not ruin it for me. It enhanced the viewing for me because I had the anticipation of what I knew was coming and then actually seeing how they were going to present it added to it some more. Uh, I thought it was an awesome episode. And, Steph, I'm right there with you. I loved seeing Ben get the crap beat out of him. I loved seeing Hurley run over Ryan with the van. I love seeing Danielle backhand Ben, and then adding one more to it, I loved seeing Sawyer pop Tom in the chest because I have very little tolerance for people who kidnap children. I don't care how nice they turn out to be or how awful they throw a football. But I'm going to add that to you. Also, Peg the line, as soon as Sawyer shot him, I said, that was for taking the kid. And then Sawyer said, that was for taking the kid. That line I had pegged, and another line I it was when Jack was in the funeral home and they said, uh, friend or family, I, I knew 
for some reason I thought I knew he was going to say neither, and he did. He said neither. My guess is that it's Ben in the casket. Uh, I try. I was just trying to read who Kate would have that much ambivalence toward, and uh, maybe it's Ben after he got brought off the island by the helicopter. But um, again, I loved it, and uh, I'm. I loved you guys' initial reaction. You know, I just have to throw this in there. You know, I love you guys, and I hate to say this because I hate to even criticize, but there is no B in supposedly. So I need you to join my nationwide crusade. I'll get you a T-shirt if you need one, but uh, I did catch a supposedly in there. And I know you guys are mass communicators, and you want to be as effective and as accurate as possible. So if you'll just join me in that nationwide campaign, It'll be all good. Have a great week. Looking forward to Friday night. Bye. Hey, guys. Tennessee Smart Fan calling again. What a week it's been. We had Apollo win Dancing with the Stars and Jordan win American Idol. All is right with the world, and especially all the others dying. Who's going to be the others next year? Seems like all that's left is Ben and Richard and Cindy and the kids. I suppose we'll be maybe... And the sheriff, I suppose maybe we'll be meeting some others out at the ruins next year. But are we to assume by the flash forward that they got rescued and left the island because of the phone call and the freighter? If so, is is a lot of the action going to happen in the real world next year? Or is something going to happen on the island? That's questions I had. Uh, That's it. Again, look forward to Friday. Love you guys. See you. Bye. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. This is Minister Kane from North Carolina. I just got through listening to your initial reaction. I really loved the season finale. I thought it was great. I have a theory about who was in the casket and who uh, who Kate was going had to go back home to. I think that maybe it was Sawyer that was in the casket and that the person that she was going back home to was uh, the love child that her and Sawyer is going to have. And uh, so that's my theory about that. I think her and Sawyer had a really big falling out, and that's why she really didn't care uh, to know about it or go to the funeral. Also, Charlie didn't have to die. Um, he didn't have to lock himself in that in that room and keep Desmond out. All he all he had to do was just they just had to swim out to the top, you know, to the, you know, out out of there. And also, Mikhail can anything kill this guy? I mean, he's been blown up on the inside by this sonar thing, and now he's been shot through. Looked like through the heart with an arrow, and he's he, I don't know, can anything kill him? Anyway, love your podcast, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Hey guys, uh, this is Debbie from Minnesota. Listening to your initial thoughts on the season finale, when you were talking, Cliff, about the music that you thought was was non-losty music uh, that was in that uh, sneak preview, if you actually watch the original scene, it does not have that particular music. But that music was the same music that played when the raft took off uh, at the end of season one. So... um, it actually has been played before, and it was, you know, and it kind of it was a theme as people were going away to be rescued as the, you know, which the raft was attempting to do, go away to to find rescue 
uh, our losties were walking away to what they hoped was rescue. So it does kind of tie in there, but it was not played during the original show, and it is music that we've heard before. So that's it, and have a good day. Bye. Hey, this is Evan from Indiana. Oh, wow. I cannot believe the ending of the season finale. Um, there was a couple of odd things. One of the things I noticed was that the others seemed to be rather forgiving of the you know, the fact that the, the Losties had just killed seven of their own people, and yet whenever Ben gave him permission to kill, you know, Saeed and the others, they passed it up and instead pretended to kill him. Um, I just find it hard to reconcile in my mind why they wouldn't go ahead and kill them if they had an excuse and permission to do so. But uh, it was a great episode. Um, my own personal theory is that they don't actually get rescued yet by the people they reached over the phone, but in fact they will get rescued later on. Um, I think that next season will probably deal with what happened with the supposed rescuers once they actually got to uh, to the Lofties, and I think that'll be interesting to see. But an uh, awesome, awesome, awesome episode, and I uh, can't wait for the next season, uh, eight months from now. Man, it's going to stink. But, uh, yeah, keep up the great work, guys, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Brittany from PA. I just wanted to tell you my theory about Mikhail. I think that he is actually a Dharma-made object, maybe a robot or something, but I don't know. Just a thought. Talk to you later. Stay lost. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Rodimus Ben, um, and I just wanted to make a couple of comments on uh, yesterday's season finale. I continue to be absolutely amazed by our uh, lost writer's ability to uh, to throw a curveball at us just when we think we've got everything figured out, and uh, I feel like we'll probably have one happen each year from now on until the finish. Um but I did want to make a couple of observations. I think that uh, one of the biggest questions now on the message boards is how will the show proceed next year? Uh, is it going to pick up from the future uh, or the, the the timeline of the, the Jack flash forward this uh, episode and uh, show flashbacks of the island or will it just pick, uh, just be sort of a jump ahead of several years or however long it was that uh, the, the flash forward was altogether. Um, my prediction is that it will actually just go back to the same uh, format that the the flash forward was just sort of a, a, a once in a like a one shot deal, sort of like Desmond's flashes before your eyes. They said it was something that they'll never do again, um, but just as a way for us to understand just how important it is that our characters stay on the island. Uh, was one of the uh, sort of one of the key uh, moments, or sort of the key clue that we were getting that night was just that there's that for some reason uh, it's very important that our characters stay on that island. Um, so that's my prediction. I uh, hope that you all enjoyed the finale and look forward to hearing your podcast. Bye bye. Hey guys, Scott from Nashville calling with assorted questions and observations from the season finale. Uh, let's see. A favorite line had to be Danielle saying to Alex, want to help me tie him up? I thought that was a great opening mother-daughter bonding experience. Uh, favorite part of the episode, when Saeed snapped the guy's neck with just his legs. That was bad to the bone. That was one of the five great violent moments of this episode. Uh, let's see. 
couple of interesting observations on Ben's map when he was drawing on it with a red pencil. It was exactly 15 inches from the beach to the radio tower. And there's also a thing on the map that said Pascal Flats, and it looked like where Ben was, because he was drawing the line from where he was to the radio tower. And just as he starts to draw his line, it says Pascal Flats. I thought that was interesting. Uh, other observations, Mikhail's not too good with the rifle, because uh, Desmond was pretty much a sitting duck out there, and he still couldn't hit him. Um, the chief of surgery said that Jack was a hero twice over. Is that because it's common knowledge that he rescued people off the island, or was he merely talking about the two uh, crash survivors, or was he even referring to curing Sarah? Um, another question. Uh, let's say that Mikhail didn't know that those transmissions were being jammed. So it, looked up, it appeared to be when the plane crashed, he was getting his transmissions out just fine. So... Did uh, when the Swan Hatch exploded? Do we think that Ben then sent the girls to the underground or underwater hatch to start jamming the transmissions in fear that the island would be discovered? And then that's when Mikhail's uh, communique started getting jammed because he didn't know that they were being jammed. So I thought that maybe what happened. Um, also, let's see. I know you have to edit this because I'm. St- stumbling here. Why is Jack uh, talking as though his dad's still alive? He said on two separate occasions kind of implied that his father was still alive. Um, Let's see. Judging by the maps in Jack's place, he's been trying to figure out where the island is, and what is Jack sick of lying about? That's an interesting question in the hiatus. Um, Now, my big beef was uh, having Mikhail recover from that, uh, the spear, what do they call it, the harpoon. This guy's either indestructible or heals incredibly fast because Desmond never heard him get in the water, never heard him put his scuba gear back on. All of a sudden, he went from having a harpoon in his chest to being outside the portal with a grenade. That was a little, that was too big of a jump for me. Um... And when Charlie was typing in those good vibrations, the numbers Bonnie gave him had seven different digits in it, from what I could make out. Now, the melody that Charlie typed in there only consists of six different tones, and I could have sworn that she said that the numbers on the keypad correspond to tones. And her code still didn't make any sense. I tried uh, figuring it out, and I even made up my own little makeshift code for what it might look like if if uh, she had given him the right code corresponding to the tones on the keypad, and that didn't even work. So I think that was a continuity error. Whoever wrote that scene, filmed that scene, didn't know enough about music to correspond the buttons to the uh, good vibrations. It was a nice thought, but they didn't quite pull it off, which is a drag because they're usually their attention to detail is pretty immaculate. Other favorite parts, I love Sawyer having his post-butt-whooping beer it came out of the Dharma van. I thought that was great. I thought it was great when uh, Juliet talked about the landing or the uh, runway being for the aliens. Also, um, when Alex asked Ben, why don't you just let him go? That's a great fan question. I've been wondering that for weeks and weeks, why he doesn't just let them leave the island and be out of his hair. Who's in the casket? 
it's an African American funeral director. Uh, it's an African American people on the street. Perhaps it's Michael feeling guilty. Maybe I need to call again. I just got the beep. Hey, Scott from Tennessee. One more, a couple more uh, thoughts before I think I got cut off. I thought Hurley saving the day was great and almost brought me to tears. That was awesome. And uh, if our flash forward is truly that, a flash forward, then Ben was either lying or wrong about every living person being killed when this people came to save them off the island. Uh, there was a little sh- couple of shout-outs to Rambo. Um, there was, uh, of course, Rose having Bernard say to himself, I'm a dentist, I'm not Rambo. And then... If you remember when Jack got on the walkie with Tom and said, after I free these people, I'm coming down there to kill you, that was seemed like it was almost a direct quote from one of the Rambo movies. Not sure if anybody remembers that, but that really triggered a Rambo scene memory for me. And I think that's it. Sorry I'm so long-winded, but there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of good stuff. All right, take care. Bye. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Teresa from Connecticut. Uh, first, I'm calling in, um, but I'm sure you've seen me in the chat room. Um, the best episode of Lost ever. I I, I can't don't know where to begin. But first, I would like to know why was Penelope calling the hatch, and was she calling someone else, like maybe her father on the ship? I don't know. I just just curious. What I think like. Hey, Cliff and Steph, it's Jamie from Burbank, and I might be too late for the listener feedback show, but I just got off work. So I thought I would chime in with the fact that um, I thought it was a little strange that in Jack's flashback, even though it was supposedly after they got off the island, Christian Shepherd was alive. Um, he told him to go upstairs and get his dad and see if his dad was any more drunk than he is. So I'm wondering if it's not necessarily a flash forward, but a... Um, I guess it is always a flash forward, but this is also like if something else had gone differently because Christian Shepard sure seemed dead when he was on the plane. The other thing is not only does the island have amazing healing powers, it apparently has the ability to make people learn languages very, very, very quickly because it was only about two weeks island time that Jen decided to learn um, English, and he's already got full sentences and the nuances and whatnot of English, is pretty amazing because I took both French and Spanish and I still make two of them up with English and um, I did that for two years. So anyway, I just think the island must have a lot of magical powers we don't know about and I hope you guys have a great day and I can't wait for tomorrow's podcast. Bye. Hey Cliff and Stephanie, it's Michelle from Texas. I have an interesting thought or theory on the last scene from the uh, season, the, uh, season finale last night about Through the Looking Glass. We see the future scene where it's Kate and Jack, and he's, of course, very distraught about what's happening. They shouldn't have been rescued off the island. What if that's a possible device that in the future, based on what happens on the island, we see different futures of people? Instead of having flashbacks, we see their different futures. I mean, you could think, okay, we've seen Kate and Jack. We know that they get off of the uh, island, but what if something happens to a future? Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Michelle from Texas. I'm going to try again. My earlier call got cut off. My cell phone died on me. Hey, I've got a thought or a theory on the end scene from last night's season finale where we see Jack and Kate obviously rescued from the island. And so you think, well, their future's been decided. We know that they get off the island. What if there's some kind of quirk with the time travel aspect that's been suggested and we'll see different possible futures 
for our lost state. Instead of just getting backstories on them, we'll see different possible futures. So maybe there's a future scene where Jack doesn't make it, and we see that consequence, or we see other um, lives of the Losties if they get off the island. So I think it'd be a nice quirk to see future scenes versus just always having the backstory, which we've seen quite a bit of. So that's my thought. Look forward to your podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, uh, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Marcus from California. First-time caller. I've emailed Cliff a couple of times. Just wanted to comment on the uh, season finale episode. I thought it was really a great uh, kick-butt type episode. It was uh, exciting all the way through. Kept you uh, glued to your seat. A lot of good information added. Uh, A lot of uh, surprises. I was um, not prepared for the forward flash of Jack throughout until the very end there. Um, The Walt flashback was kind of um, short, but it was okay, I guess. Uh, I agree with Stephanie. I heard on her uh, comments about when Ben got beat up and when um, um, Hurley drove the VW. That was great. Finally, the Losties got to uh, get some payback. Not sure what's going to happen. It's really interesting. Um, If I had to predict, I'd say... um, um, maybe Sawyer's in the casket, and that there, Kate may be with Ben because she's made a comment at the end about getting back because the person was, you know, real particular. So anyway, uh, again, thought it was a great episode. I'm just wondering if they'll ever be able to kill Michaela and um, what's going to happen after after a long wait. But uh, you guys do a good job. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Eric from We're Both Right at BothRight.com. I know that the whole game-changer thing with the flash-forward is supposed to change, you know, the whole show, but I don't know if that was such a good idea. It almost felt like it was, like, an entirely different format for the show. Well, here's a clip. You'll see what I mean. Hey. Hey. Saw you on the news. Still pulling people out of burning wreckage, huh? Old habits. You look terrible. <laughs> Thanks. Why did you call me, Jack? I was hoping that you'd heard that maybe you'd go to the funeral. Why would I go to the funeral? Been flying a lot. What? Yeah, the Golden Pass that they gave us every Friday night. I fly from LA to Tokyo or Singapore, or Sydney, and then I I get off and I have a drink and then I fly home. Why? Because I want it to crash, Kate. I don't care about anybody else on board. This is not going to change. No, I'm sick of lying. We made a mistake. I have to go. He's going to be wondering where I am. We were not supposed to leave. Yes, we were. My dad. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! (laughs) See? It's like it's not even a drama anymore. Anyway, if you liked this, check out We're Both Right at BothRight.com. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. 
own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.